Proverbs chapter 25 verse 1. Also, these are the Proverbs of Solomon that men of Hezekiah king of Judah transcribed. Scribes who worked for Hezekiah also wrote down this list of Proverbs that are from King Solomon. And Hezekiah was king long after Solomon died, so these must have been kept in the oral tradition until Hezekiah's scribes wrote them down. And oral tradition means that people memorize and recite things for years and years. And oral tradition is actually more reliable than written history a lot of times because they had to remember perfectly and if they got it wrong, their fellow compatriots would correct them. But when something's written down in handwriting, you can easily get it wrong because you don't have anybody correcting you if your memory is off. 2. The honor of God is to hide a thing, and the honor of kings to search out a matter. The Lord wants us to not tattle on others. This doesn't mean aiding somebody in sin or crime. It simply means not shaming people or having malicious gossip. It means not using information to have power over others. So the Lord wants us to not say things that would damage somebody else unnecessarily. But kings want to know all the details of everything that happened because that person is their subordinate and they want to know what their subordinate did. But even if you lived a sinful life in the past, in your new life now with your new Christian friends, you don't have to tell them all the details of your sinful life. You don't have to do a tell-all. Even if you marry a Christian, you don't have to do a tell-all of every minute sin that you ever committed. Because for one thing, it glorifies the sin over the person. And for another, it also brings shame to you and to the listener. There's a verse in the Bible that we had read, I think, in Leviticus that said even to discuss what other sinners have done is perverted and evil. And that's because we don't want to glorify this sin. 3. The heavens for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings are unsearchable. When you're dealing with somebody who has a lot of power over you, you can't really know what their intentions are because they won't share that with you. And likewise, you can't understand the heavens that the Lord created. And this is why we need to just do our best, because that's the only way that we have a chance of pleasing those above us. 4. Take away dross from silver, and a vessel for the refiner goeth forth. 5. Take away the wicked before a king, and established in righteousness is his throne. This is a metaphor saying that wickedness in the kingdom is the same thing as dross in metal. When they harvest metal from the mountain, it's not pure. It has other minerals and things in it. It's not as nice as it is after they purify it and it goes through fire. Then the stuff that isn't what they're seeking comes out. And then you have a more purified, precious metal. In a kingdom, when wickedness is driven out by punishing those who do evil and making an example of them so that others won't copycat, then you also have a kingdom that's pure and beautiful. 6. Honor not thyself before a king, and in the place of the great stand not, 
Jesus also said this. He said, take the lowest seat when you're invited to dinner. And then if the host wants to elevate you, they will. But if you elevate yourself and take the highest seat, then the host will probably lower you and say, oh no, I had saved that seat for somebody else. Humility goes a long way. It's the humble people who are raised up, but proud people who try to push in the front of the line and try to always be in the spotlight. Others find them very annoying, and they'll eventually get shut down. 7. For better that he hath said to thee, Come thou up hither, than that he humble thee before a noble, whom thine eyes have seen. So you don't want to get shot down in front of somebody who is powerful because it's embarrassing and then that person will take note and then maybe they won't want to work with you later. This is like networking advice, but it comes from the Bible. And it also applies to our relationship with the Lord. If we think that we're better than other Christians because we're a pastor or whatever, or we have some ministry, the Lord is judging us based on whether or not we obey him, not based on how famous our ministry is or how famous our name is. So he has a totally different standard. On Judgment Day, there will be a lot of famous pastors on this earth that get cut down on Judgment Day and they barely make it into heaven because their focus was on getting famous. And some of those pastors won't get into heaven at all. And then there will be a lot of nobodies on earth but in heaven, they'll be elevated to high positions because what they focused on was obeying the Lord. 8. Go not forth to strive, haste, turn. What dost thou in its latter end when thy neighbor causeth thee to blush? 9. Thy cause plead with thy neighbor, and the secret counsel of another reveal not. This is also similar to something that Jesus said in the New Testament. So when Jesus was saying these things, he was probably thinking of Proverbs chapter 25, and he was probably paraphrasing it. This is also saying, don't argue with your neighbor. Compromise, apologize, do whatever you need to do to settle the matter. Don't have an ongoing argument with somebody. And Jesus said, don't take a Christian to court. Get it settled face to face. That means that you're not waiting for the other person to make the first move, that you are making the first move. Even if you think you're the one who was harmed, you approach your neighbor and say, how can we work this out without being controlling? Lest the hearer put thee to shame and thine evil report turn not back. Verse 10 is saying that if you don't settle with your neighbor in private, if your argument ends up going to court, information could come out about you in public that would put you to shame. If you've done something wrong, go to the person and settle it face to face. Make arrangements to make restitution and apologize and all of that because you don't want the whole town finding out what you did. 11. Apples of gold in imagery of silver is the word spoken at its fit times. You know, a decoration that's a silver apple is as good as saying the right thing at the right time. The silver has value, but the apple gives a person delight. So when they see the silver in the shape of an apple, the silver becomes very delightful. So it's a valuable object that brings delight. And when you say the right thing at the right time, it brings delight to the listener because they have received valuable information that they can really appreciate. 
Even though we have a truth to share, it may not be appropriate to share it when people are not prepared to hear it. 12. A ring of gold and an ointment of pure gold is the wise reprover to an attentive ear. If somebody is willing to listen to your rebuke or your correction, that's like fine gold because that person will benefit greatly from your correction. 13. As a vessel of snow in a day of harvest, so is a faithful ambassador to those sending him, and the soul of his masters he refresheth. A vessel of snow represents extremely cold water in the day of harvest. So when you're working hard and you're sweating, a freezing cold drink of water makes you feel really good. The analogy is that's how somebody feels when they have a faithful ambassador whom they have sent out to represent them. We can ask ourselves, are we faithful ambassadors of the Lord? Do we represent Him appropriately? 14. Clouds and wind and rain there is none, is a man boasting himself in a false gift. Some people are really proud of themselves when they do one good thing, and they're so proud of themselves that they've put it on TikTok. But that is just like a cloud and wind with no rain coming. So you don't get the benefit of the cloud. The benefit would be rain coming down. It's like empty clouds going over your head. When people have to boast because they just did one little kind thing, it's probably because they're not kind in general. And to them, it's a big deal to do one kind act. And it could also be because they're sinning in so many other areas of their life that they are using that one kind act to cover up all of their other sins. 15. By long suffering is a ruler persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh a bone. This means that you can suffer under your boss for years, but if you're faithful and you have integrity and your actions always meet your words, then eventually your boss will realize what a valuable, honest person you are, and your boss will start to favor you after a long time because of your integrity and your long suffering because you don't fight back. And also, it says a soft tongue breaketh the bone. You know, sometimes we berate people or we cuss them out or we make a bunch of threats or we humiliate them, but they only get stronger because of it because they realize how wicked and perverted we are. So then they don't care for our opinion anymore and they actually become stronger and then they can make better choices and hang out with better people. But if you speak gentle, kind words to a person, their heart will be broken for you when they realize how kind you are to them when they were bad to you. And then they'll actually change. You'll affect their life that way. 16. Honey thou hast found, eat thy sufficiency, lest thou be satiated with it and hast vomited it. Sufficiency means enough. So when you find something really great like honey, just eat as much as you need. Don't be a glutton or you'll vomit. In today's society, a lot of people are overweight because when we find something good, we just become a glutton and we have tons and tons of it. 17. Withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be satiated with thee and have hated thee. This is saying don't go to your neighbor's house every night and only go to people's homes when you're invited. Otherwise, they'll get tired of you and they won't want to be your friend anymore because you're using up their resources and their time. They invite you over every night. Maybe it's because they really love you, but only go when you're invited. 
A maul and a sword and a sharp arrow is the man testifying against his neighbor a false testimony. Some people tell malicious lies or they go into court and tell malicious lies in court. Either way, it's just like stabbing somebody. 19. A bad tooth and a tottering foot is the confidence of the treacherous in a day of adversity. This is similar to a verse that was in the last chapter, saying that if you are ruthless and evil towards others, then when a tragedy comes to you, you won't recover from it. But the person who's righteous, when they are hit with a tragedy, they always recover. 20. Whoso is taking away a garment in a cold day is as vinegar on nitre and a singer of songs on a sad heart. If somebody owes you money, don't take so much from them in collateral or in compensation to where they would be persecuted. To them, it's like if they were sad and you were singing a happy song when they're sad, or if they had vinegar in their mouth. 21. If he who is hating thee doth hunger, cause him to eat bread, and if he thirst, cause him to drink water. Jesus said the same thing. Be kind to your enemies, and give them food if needed. 22. For coals thou art putting on his head, and Jehovah giveth recompense to thee. This is also in the New Testament, so I believe when Paul said these words, he was quoting Proverbs 25. It says that it's like having hot coals on his head if when you're good to somebody who is bad to you. It really affects them, and it will change them, and the Lord will reward you for it. 23. A north wind bringeth forth rain, and a secret tongue indignant faces. You know that rain is coming if the wind is coming from the north. Likewise, if you are going to go tattle on people and share their secrets, then you're going to get some dirty looks, because people will see how vile and repulsive you are. 24. Better to sit on a corner of a roof than with a woman of contentions and a house of company. This was in one of the previous chapters. It would be better to be alone than to be at a party with a wife who berates you and cuts you down. And nowadays there's some husbands who do this to their wives, because in our society women earn money too, so now men want to control women, whereas in the past only men earned money, so women would have controlling behaviors with men. But now it's kind of both ways. So if the only kind of person who wants to marry you is somebody who berates you and cuts you down, you're better off staying single and not getting married. You'll be a lot happier if you stay single. And likewise, if you feel the need to berate somebody and cut them down, that's because you don't like them. And if you don't like somebody, don't marry them. You can't change them. You're going to continue being miserable forever. 25. As cold waters for a weary soul, so is a good report from a far country. When you get good news from your relatives who live far away, that's as good as getting cold water when you're really tired and hot. 26. A spring troubled and a fountain corrupt is the righteous falling before the wicked. When a Christian goes back into a sinful lifestyle, the water of living life that was coming out of them is now filthy water that nobody can drink. So they have nothing to offer. They can't offer the gospel or a testimony to anyone. 27. 
the eating of much honey is not good, nor a searching out of one's own honor. This is saying that when you eat too much sweets, it won't be good for you. And likewise, when you are looking for attention and you always need to be in the spotlight, that also is not ultimately going to bring you honor. Intelligent people will understand that they just have a problem and there isn't really anything good about them. 28. A city broken down without walls is a man without restraint over his spirit. And this goes for women too. If you can't control your emotions, whether it's anger or anything else, joy, fear, whatever, if your emotions control you, then you're like a city without walls. You have no defenses because anything can startle you, anything can trigger you, set you off. You're going to be reactionary all the time. So you'll have no protection against the ordinary, everyday troubles that we face. Other people will be able to withstand a bad day, but you won't. You'll spiral downhill every time something negative happens to you. We must develop and practice self-control. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 25.